Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and we meet Penny Crockett, a strong woman and leader who left an abusive relationship and essentially began a new life by beginning a healing journey and creating a business, Penny's Tea. Now Penny has written about her experiences in her book, Dangerous Love, From Battered to Boss Lady. Penny Crockett, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. Well, I am really appreciating this opportunity because your life, the story of your life is so much that can teach us, empower us, encourage us. And so I think we learn by hearing about others' journeys. And I am grateful that you are open about sharing yours. In fact, you have uh, your book, Dangerous Love from Battered to Boss Lady. I mean, that in itself speaks volumes and puts the story out there so others can, after this conversation, get to the book and read your story in more depth and, and learn from that, right? Absolutely. So choosing to write about it, what was your drive? What compelled you to do this, Penny? Well, I'm a domestic violence survivor. And so that was the birthing of the book. And I wanted to give something back um, and tell my story. Um, Because it was a hard story to tell because it was a hard story to go through. Mm-hmm. And most people don't get to come out of that kind of a situation. And so since I actually survived and very grateful to the Lord for surviving, I wanted to tell my story, what that looked like through my eyes, and that there is life after domestic violence, that it doesn't have to define you. Exactly. And the tragedy of our times, or maybe it's been a tragedy for time immemorial, that domestic violence exists. But do you feel that finally in in speaking about it, in coming forward about this, it's helping to break down barriers and and empower women? Oh, absolutely. So many people is in silence. And they're in silence out of fear. And I totally understand that because I was one of those people. I was in silence, out of fear. Um, I didn't even know I was going through a domestic violence situation, to be honest. I thought that I was in a bad relationship with a bad guy. I didn't know that it had a name and that the name was domestic violence. So many different things occurred during my tenure in that relationship, but nothing could have told me that it was domestic violence. The police had been called. Um, the police has given me a pamphlet on domestic violence twice. But in my mind, I'm an educated woman. I was a college professor at the time. Nothing said to me, this was your experience. I'm thinking, okay, the police is giving me this, but this is not me. So a part of it, yeah, you're, you are in denial that this is what's going on. So education is a must because we don't know. So I didn't talk to any any my friends or my family about it because that wasn't my story. So the second time I received the pamphlet, I did tell a friend, and this is after, I call it episodes, because I had so many episodes. One of the episodes, I told a friend, and she said, well, you should call that number on the pamphlet. 
And I said, you think so? I'm still in denial. Mm. She said, yeah, I called that number on the pamphlet and it changed my life. It was my breakthrough moment. It was, I began to heal from calling that number. So education is a must because people really don't know that this is what they're going through. Just in the short amount that you've shared with us, Penny, it is speaks volumes as to what any of us could experience, the mere fact of denial and feeling that, no, this couldn't be happening to me. I, I would know that here you are a professional woman and it's happening to you, realizing that there are no uh, economic barriers where domestic violence exists. It, it crosses all barriers. It really, it really does. Um, I think that perhaps I was in denial that this was like my real story. Uh, my abuser tried to kill me twice. And even, and then I tried to kill myself because I actually didn't think that I was worthy of living. But I still didn't have a name for it. And so I make it my mission to educate women on the signs of domestic abuse because they come in so many different forms. These men are narcissistic men. These men are going to manipulate you. These men are going to control you with their finances. They will control you with your children. These men will tell you that um, you can't talk to your family members. They will isolate you. I mean, the list goes on and on. And before you know it, you're inside of a bubble and you're isolated. You have no money and they're in control of your life. And you're not knowing that you're in a domestic violence situation. But some women think this is love. This is what love looks like. Because maybe they've never had love before. And so you have nothing to compare it to. And so I make it my mission, if I could speak to, I try to start at the high school level. Because that's very important to start there. But I speak to women all over the world to try to make it a difference. If I can save one person's life, then I know that I'm doing something right. And so for every bottle sold of our product goes back to the shelter that saved me and my daughter's life. Penny, how long did you live in that abusive environment? It was four years. So the last two years, I had to make it an escape route. So two years in, I knew that I was going to live or die. Those are my options. Are you going to live through this or are you going to die? But I knew that I had to try to get out. So two years, I did a plan. It took it was a two-year plan to escape. But in those two years, I knew that I could have died in trying to escape. And in that two years, were you then at least getting guidance? Were you getting support from the domestic? No, no nothing. I, I w- no, I wasn't in the program at that time. This was me knowing that this person was not a good guy, and I needed to protect my children. And how do I do? How do I protect my kids and live at the same time? It was very difficult. Yes. Along with the fact, did it? Did you think about what that was modeling for your children? Or are you just so deeply in such trauma that you can only think of survival? 
you only think of survival. Yeah. But I was also prepared to die. Oh. At, at the cost of trying to save my kids. Yeah. I didn't know that help was available. And that's what going to counseling teach you. The help is available. You don't have to do this by yourself. Right. But I didn't know help was available. And which means that there's so many people like me that did not know help was available. What I learned when I was in counseling is that they will take women right where you are and put you in protective housing, that your abuser would not ever know where you're at. You have to pay no rent or nothing for at least a year or two. They will take care of you. Those things women don't know is available. There's so many different programs to help you get out of those situations. All you have to do is take the first step. And for any woman out there that's experiencing domestic violence or you know someone experiencing domestic violence, please call this number, 1-800-799-SAFE. That's all you have to do. And that number again, Penny? 1-800-799-SAFE. Okay. That's an important number to keep on hand. So is that the number you finally did call? It is. And then what happened? Um, They took all the information over the phone, and the very next day I went in. And it, it changed me and my daughter's life. Yeah. And did you need to leave then? When your partner was not around, you were able to leave the home and you went to this safe place. Yes. And in that, that began the journey of recovery for you. It is. I still wasn't 100% myself. I mean, that part takes time. Right. And then I started to make peace. And that's where I found my safe place in brewing teas. It gave me comfort, and it began to heal me. Because there's professional help on site to guide you, to guide any woman in that situation on this journey of healing. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And and that is important, isn't it? It it. We should. We need that support. We shouldn't think we have. This is a solo effort that I need to go fix this myself. We need that kind of support and structure. Yes, we do need that support. Um, this was nothing that I can do on my own, and I didn't know how to fix my daughter. She was so young, um, very impressionable, and even to this day, my daughter has issues dating because of what she experienced from me. And and thinking along those lines, that she has that challenge, but she has you now as a as a guide, as a sounding board, as her mother who can give input and guidance, right, to help her along oh, absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But you know, as just as a parent in general, you still kind of fault yourself because this is my experience mm-hmm. that I inflicted on her. So it's that mommy guilt. Yeah, that I still that I still struggle with because I'm human. Mm-hmm. 
However, yes, I guess that's the human part of us, isn't it? And and yeah. yet, thank goodness that you made that call, you reached out, and the healing started at that point so that she at least is is going to have the those experiences and challenges, but will at least be becoming stronger and and will get to a point of of being in a really healthy relationship herself. Absolutely. Yeah. We both. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I I think these healing journeys are are really lifelong, aren't they? But there's usually an initial period where there's a lot of learning and a lot of change that's going on. Is did you find that to be so that you know there was kind of like a, a a year or two years that was like real crunch time of of uh, making changes and becoming stronger? Oh, absolutely! I went through a period where I had to start giving myself affirmations daily. It was important for me to start giving myself that self love that I needed to heal. So every day, and I started with just a few. And my very first one was, I am a survivor, because I am. And then I went to, I am loved. You know, I am enough. It's very important for me to put myself on that journey. And I will look in the mirror every day and do like 10 affirmations to just continue to build my self-strength every single day. And then I began to journal. Journaling allowed me to express myself and to hold myself accountable for all of my dreams that I wanted to do, I didn't want to no longer hold myself captive in that mindset of being an abused woman because that don't define me. That was an experience that I went through, but it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, exactly. And that is a, a lie that is perpetuated that there are women who will become so abused that they believe that lie that they just don't deserve more than what they have. No. You are not that person. Mm. That was something that that was terrible that happened to you, but that is not who you are. Right. So you cannot let that define you. You have to redefine who you are as a person and reshape yourself. And for me, I know that I'm resilient, I'm ambitious, and I'm very passionate, and I enjoy empowering other women. So you have to find that thing that's for you. And so you you mentioned that you were a professor. You you taught in health sciences, right? Correct. So here was even the science background, and, and in the midst of this, there was such um, questioning of yourself or feeling, not realizing what the abuse was. So I think it's so important to see that an intelligent, uh, professional woman is still able to to not see what is out there and and to accept that you know, there is a path for healing, a path out of that. Absolutely, there's a path, and you have to want that. It was something that I wanted. I wanted it for me because I wanted it for my kids. And I'm the person, I'm a giver. So I wanted it for my children more so than I wanted it for me. 
and now I want it for me so I can empower other women. And and that's what is so beautiful about it. So something that was so horrible where you nearly lost your life more than one time to come through such a dark time to be able to be helping your children, but wanting to help and empower other women, it, it makes it seem like, okay, that was, it was horrible. There's no question about it. But out of that, something good is growing. Oh, absolutely. You know, as I tell people, I took a sour situation and I made sweet tea. <laughs> It, 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 well, exactly, Miss Penny. <laughs> I, that that is what what a good transition to how you did use that terrible time to create this business, and and as you uh, mentioned, alluded to earlier, that the profits go back into a shelter. So tell us more about this and what is going on. Okay, so for every bottle sold. A percentage of our proceeds go back to the shelter that saved me and my daughter flight. Because if it wasn't for that particular shelter, I'm not sure where I would be today. So it's just important for me to do whatever I can for that shelter. My goal is to actually build another wing onto that shelter and to open up my own manufacturing plant. So I will hire women from that facility to show them that it is life after domestic violence. And I want to give them their independence back and give them all jobs in my manufacturing plant. That is just so beautiful. I mean, it's just so all-encompassing as to, you know, it's just an endless circle of, of good and love going round. Yeah. Right. So I, I can't wait to fulfill my dreams to the fullest. So right now, though, Ms. Penny, Penny's Tea does exist. People can find out more information at Penny's, which is I-E-S-P-E-N-N-I-E-S-T-E-A.com. We can find out about the various teas that are there. But how did you come to the idea of creating teas? Okay, well, I wasn't feeling well from going through my abusive situation. And I went to the doctor, actually, Kate, and the doctor told me that I had IBS. And she said that it was stress-induced due to my domestic violence situation. But remember, during that time, I didn't think that I was going through domestic violence. So I'm like, so I'm thinking, okay, that's not even my situation. But, of course, the doctor knows. So I took that script on my way home, and I'm thinking, I don't really want another pharmaceutical drug mm-hmm. in my body. I wanted something that was more natural something more holistic. So what do I do? I went home and I went to the internet and all these different things came up. But what really caught my eye was tea. I began to order all these teas and my first tea was my detox tea. They got rid of my IBS, my irritable bowel syndrome. And then I told my mother about it. And, you know, this particular tea was a detox tea. So not only did it get rid of my IBS, you also lost weight from it. And what woman don't want to lose weight? So my mom started losing weight, and she told her friends. And my mom, she has this really big mouth, right? She told all her friends. And so I'm like, wow, I can really try to, you know, make this into a business. But as I said before, I was a college professor. Didn't know anything about the tea business. Mm. So because I'm a professional student, I decided to go to school for tea to become a sommelier. 
I really wanted to hone in on my skills to give something back to the consumer. And that's exactly what I did and to both Penny's Tea. And now you can find my products in over 26 states, and I'm in over 600 grocery stores. <laughs> that is, is just, you know, it, it's just joyful that all of this has evolved and and you know the story the journey is is so important to see how it's one step you didn't think oh i'm going to start this company but no it started with no. i'm going to use something natural to help my body heal and then it the doors keep opening further and further and i it, that is so exciting thank you yeah it wasn't literally it blows my mind on the journey, and I just accredit the journey to God, and I told people all the time that what I'm doing, it's not about me. It's really about all the women that I can help, mm-hmm. and that's why I do do what I do, you know, because it's, I really enjoy pouring into others, giving to others, and that's my biggest mission is helping somebody else. Yes. Well, and then to be seeing envisioning uh, your own uh, production facility where women have then an opportunity because that's the downside of being in an abusive relationship. Usually the abuser wants to make you see, uh, believe that you can't do anything, that you're just not smart enough, that you're not capable Mm. and keeps money away from you, right? Yes, I experienced that too. My abuser called me dumb all the time. He told me I was dumb, I was stupid, I'm not worth anything, I'm ugly. I've been called a many names. And so, it's in, once again, it's important for me to let women know how beautiful they are, that you are important, and I will provide you with a job. I will provide you with the opportunity to have your own money, your own paycheck, to make your own decisions, and that you are important. And most importantly, we are survivors of domestic violence. We are no longer victims. We are surviving and we're going to continue to thrive. And to realize that we need to be open to speak about it, that there are others in similar situations, and to to let that be an encouragement to get help and to heal. Absolutely. And even if the person is not in a domestic violence situation, it can be any kind of situation that's causing you harm. I would say get help in that area. It can be drinking. Call the 1-800 number for drinking. It can be gambling. Call the 1-800 number for gambling. It's help available in every area of your life. You don't ever have to be a victim to it. And getting that professional help is really an important step, you feel, right? It's a, it's a very important step, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's a very private thing. It's anonymous. They don't give your information to anybody. It's between you and that person that you're speaking to on the phone. Nobody will ever know that you've made this call. Right. They will make sure you and your children are safe. Your abuser will never know where you're located. So it's been quite a period of time now that that since 
you left that abusive relationship and you've established a company and now and you've written this new book which again dangerous love from battered to boss lady is again an important book an important story to read and be encouraged you mentioned other kinds of situations in our life that might be those pitfalls i think this speaks to anyone not necessarily battered but anyone who's suffering from some sort of addiction to be able to read and get some guidance and understanding absolutely because help is available and you are worthy We are all worthy. Oh, yes, absolutely. Your decision then to write the book, at what point did that happen, Penny? The decision for me to write the book, it was also me releasing that control that my abuser had on my life. Um, I really struggled with writing the book. Um. A part of me was like, okay, he's going to know I've written this book. He's going to know I'm talking about this situation. And I no longer wanted him to have control over my life. It took a long time for me to train myself to be able to go outside without having someone to go outside with me. For me to be able to sleep at night without having a knife or some other protection under my pillow. Mm -hmm. And so it takes time for those steps. So me writing this book, was releasing the control of the mind that this person had on me. And so I had to write the book to free myself. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful in and of itself, that that was your step that you needed to take. And to release that, to feel that you are fully Penny Crockett, that you are yourself and you are safe. Right. And free. (laughs) So this is really as tragic as the circumstances were. This is a beautiful story. And it's so much more beautiful because you want to to share it, to help others. That, That help is such a critical piece, I think, of what you have suffered through. But to help others, there's a lot of healing that goes on in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I would do almost anything to help someone get out of their bad situation. If I can reach one, mm. that would really make my heart feel really good. And that's a wonderful thing to always keep in mind, just one. We don't have to have a grandstand a kind of goal in mind. One, one by one. And I'm I'm sure the numbers are, are countless in terms of the people you've helped. But numbers, well, th- those are statistics. It's, it's taking each individual. Saving one person is the critical thing. Yeah. Because sometimes you just don't know that you're in this particular kind of situation. And we get a chance to really then to be partners in a way because with Penny's Tea, enjoying really wonderful a variety of teas to fit any kind of a taste situation. Again, that's pennystea.com. We can find out about it. Find it at our local grocery store because you said you're in 600 stores across the country. Yeah, right. 26 states. 
Yeah. yeah, so I have to go searching here in Washington State for Penny's tea. But the thing about that is that a portion of the profits goes back into into the shelter and building up the company. So it also is a support for women coming out of domestic violence situations. Absolutely, it is. Well, this is just so inspiring, so empowering, Penny, that you have done this wonderful work of first realizing that what you were needing for your life, but making such huge changes and in doing so to make it possible for other women to take a look at their life and step out of something that is just keeping them down and pushing them down. Yes, thank you so much. And I will continue to do the mission. Well, I encourage you, I think we all encourage you to keep on with your mission. And again, let's mention that people can connect with you. We mentioned Penny's Tea, but there's also your website, misspenny.com, right? M-S-P-E-N-N-I-E.com. Yes, and yeah. also Instagram. Um, I'm at... Um, PennyC.com and Facebook, PennyC Company. Perfect. Well, you are just so inspirational. I just have so enjoyed hearing more about your story, your life, Penny. Penny Crockett, thank you for taking time with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your day. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Penny Crockett and Sunday Morning Magazine with Nita Whitaker. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of faith, hope, love, and respect. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning and happy Father's Day to all in fathering roles. <laughs>